Welcome to Cinematics, episode 144. My name's Anderson. I blather about films here and there. That's Greg. Sir Zavosti is a Greg. He's a Greg. He's a Broadcast Film Critics Association member. He's a Critics' Choice voting member. Yes. And uh, today we're going to be talking about the second half of January 2022. Uh, movies that are coming out as of today while we record this uh, today, as well as uh, next Friday and anything in between. Uh as you know, Greg, I call this the dumping ground. Uh, I did find a couple things that are interesting and uh, a couple things that I think that the listeners should uh, be well aware of. Hey, listeners, be well aware of this. I told Anderson. Anderson wanted to make this a, a full one-hour, two-hour episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to do like a flash round, 12-minute episode. Since 12, we did we're a topic, well, Come on, 12 minutes, 13 minutes, 12, 12 minutes, 30 seconds. Well, where what you, you got to be? What are you doing? I, I'm just saying, there's a, I'm, I'm going to eat, eat some chicken burgers. Mm. You know? Oh, yeah. I did, I did turn you on to a couple places that are local because we're recording that, this. Hold the dark. It's called Hold the Dark. Uh, chicken burgers what is it called hold it hold oh hold on hold on i'm gonna call it hold the dark I'm, i gotta go folks if, so. you, if you guys live uh, la area i know that they have like i think four or five of them it, it might be one down the south by but h-o-l-d-a-a-k hold doc it's Korea, it's a Korean take on uh, the the fried chicken sandwich, and it is good. And he and he was basically saying, no, no, he's 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 underselling it. He said this is the best chicken burger he's ever tasted. I mean, it's chicken sandwich. Let's chicken not call it a burger. Uh, he called it Sammy. Great. Did you did you say Sammy or? I sandwich? did not say Sammy, Greg. He kept, I don't, he I don't on, say that. He keeps on throwing Sammys around. Don't, so. I don't say that, <laughs> Greg. I have a, a reputation to uphold, and not a reputation. I'm sorry, I'm the one who says Sammy. So does not. I'm gonna have me saying Sammy. I want to leave right now after 12 minutes and get my chicken Sammy. Okay, so hold hold the dark. Okay? Well, we have 11 minutes left. Okay, okay. <laughs> all right. Let's let's uh, quickly get into yes, uh, what we're going to be doing for Patreon next month. Uh, I'm doing uh, the uh, little random number generator. Let's see what year in between 19. 19- 40 and 1989 that we will be doing and uh, the good, first one is, oh man come on now come on now 1952 is where we landed we just did 55 let's get out of the 50s did, we did 1955 enough with, with the uh, Hayes Code already I'm tired no, of these these soft movies <laughs> these soft pedaled movies we're no, we did we just recently uh, recorded We're No Angels and The Man with the Golden Arm and that'll be available it's available uh, right now as, we're, be, as we're recording be, yes. on, on Patreon so we're, it, we have some valuable insight on both films one of them by the way stars Aldo Ray which is Probably a current uh, cinematic fixation of Anderson Cowan. So we'll at the moment, that. at the moment, but I'm fickle. Let's see how <laughs> yeah, long this lasts. But yeah, I love that Aldo Ray. Love yes, him. Yes, love that Aldo Ray. Also, a couple of plugs regarding cinematics. And I'm, Anderson doesn't know this because I'm not, I'm, uh, I'm not a team player. But I want to tell this to Anderson that for our cinematics feed, for our Patreon feed. I'm going to try this on a weekly basis. I'm going to, because Anderson, for about a year, almost a year and a half, what you did, a, I've got a movie to make, and I'm going to continue the. I'll be flick- bringing a version of that back very soon, by the way. I'm, I'm excited. Anderson, by the way, I'm going to make this a weekly thing. I am ho- I'm going to house my audio interviews with actors and filmmakers. Mm. On cinematics, and I'm going to use our Patreon feed. I mean, not our Patreon, our regular podcast feed, to serve as an archive for people talking about their favorite movies. Ah. So, if you want to hear favorite movies and favorite movie recommendations, check out our cinematics feed. Right. There's going to be more action, more action from our stuff. What do you think? Not as good. Yeah, as, yeah, yeah. No, and you not as good as Aldo Ray, right? Not you as called exciting. me up uh, yeah. a few days ago, and you wanted to talk about other ideas you had for Patreon. That, and I kind of cut you off of the knees. Don't worry about. I but I'm idea. all about that, and I want to talk to you about that if we have time after we, our 12 minute episode. We don't have time because of the Sammy. Oh. But uh, don't worry about. <laughs> don't worry about that. But look, we have two weeks to cover. We have two weeks to cover. Yes. I'm excited. The reason why I'm I'm speaking really very quickly because we just saw the man with the golden arm. And that's how they speak. Uh, really kind of. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of back and forth, especially yeah. from the ruffians, like uh, the, yeah. the, the mobsters and, and whatnot. 
Yeah. But did they just have like we didn't talk about it, and we should have talked about this on the actual uh, Patreon episode? But <laughs> did they just have like regular like uh, illegal card games in every town back then? Right, that's what we're led to believe. Uh, yeah, every 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 town's got some kind of illegal card game somewhere with w- big stakes. Would you ever want to do that, or would, would, did you ever do an illegal card game? I don't even know how to play poker. I guess that like so. even when your friends have like a few people over and play, I mean, it, technically it's illegal because uh, the the city and the state's not getting a cut. Uncle Sam's not getting yeah, anything, true, so they're like, true. "Hey, we frown upon that." Where's our cut? Yes. Hey, now, uh, yeah. real quick, I'm because you were doing a, a speed round here, apparently, but I, I do want to talk to you about some of the movies that came out <laughs> yes. that uh, have been seen since the last time you and Don't I got say together. Scream. If you want to listen to Scream, the, the film vault does a great thing. We did cover Scream over there. We've covered most all of the movies I'm about to bring up to you, uh, but I just want I, I want to know. I love Brian and I love Anderson, but they, can you very quickly on the film vault? You have a, a new uh, just contributor, and I, I thought that was great with Scream. oh Florence. Yes, yes, Florence Brummer is a. Uh, She's she's a, a semi regular over there on the film vault. Yes. Love her. And she Love her. Uh, she loves her horror film. So we had her on to uh, guest and help us out talking about Scream to make sure we didn't miss anything. All right, uh, movies that I've seen since I last saw you. Just kind of brief, like did you like or dislike, and then I'll, I will either yell at you or say yeah, cool, okay, cool. Uh, Red Rocket. Did you like the 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 new Sean Baker Red no, Rocket? I, I hear. Seen it? Yeah, I listened to your review on the film vault. Oh, I've, nice. I've been cheating and actually listened to your review, and I decided not to watch it because of your review. You did not like it. But I you might you- love it. Yeah, but you said some people might like it, but I, I think most people don't love it. Speaking of love, okay, I, you know what I do love? And I do love having... The uh, power of the dog. That's what you love. No, 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 no. I do love... <laughs> you know, you, have you and Brian gone to it yet? We, I think maybe this week we'll be doing oh, it. jeez. The, the power of the dog. I got, I got my issues with it. I got issues with it. You got issues? Uh-huh. It's too good? It was too it's good not to too good. Watch. No, no, no. It's, it's too brilliant for you to watch again? I liked a lot of it. There's, there's a couple big things that I have big problems with, and, and I, I'm, I'm a little bit uh, hurt and upset that uh, it's getting as, as, as much praise as, as really? it is, uh, d- despite these uh, shortcomings. The shortcomings? They had shortcomings. My, my, my favorite... Motivations, rabbit, Greg. My favorite rabbit scenes are in the power of the dog they're my favorite first of all it was it was <laughs> right telegraphed i mean i I, oh, I, okay. I i kind of i had a very good idea of where it was going to end up so yeah. it wasn't a big reveal also some uh, one of the characters motivations to to quickly just become a, a different with another character I, I had a problem with that that was beautiful also, poetic beautiful. lyrical there was it was it was just a 180 and, and it uh, was not explained and it was I, not earned Craig. i do have one con- 180 I, I do have the character one- did a 180 with the other character and it was not explained i have a huge complaint though Mm. I, I do miss all those deleted scenes with Nick Nolte as Bronco Henry. That they should, they should oh, have. really? I didn't know that. No, I'm kidding. That, they should that would have been that. great. No, we're not bringing, that would have been a good, good idea. Bronco Nick, Henry. Yeah, Nick Nolte is Bronco. son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine him and Benedict Cumberbatch just chewing the scenery? Oh, my God. Yeah. Chewing the scenery. Yeah, chewing things. Great. Chewing stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I also I don't like it when I'm watching a movie and 20 minutes in, I'm like, oh, this is probably based on a novel. Tom Savage. Tom Savage novel. I, I don't like it to be uh, oh. known. I, I don't like it oh, to it. be apparent that it's based on a novel if I'm watching the movie. It should stand on its own as a movie and only a movie. You know what I mean? And I, I know it's Oscar bait, right? This is an Oscar bait Oscar movie. Oscar bait movie. Oh, here's something I want to talk to you about real quick. Uh, uh, Ridley Scott came out with two movies. Last, he released two movies last right, year. Sure. One, The Last Duel. One uh, called House of Gooch. Yes. House I, of Gooch. I still haven't seen those movies. Oh, jeez. Well, then I can't talk to you about it. Moving on. I want, but you're good. You're good. I know what you're going to say. You're going to say The Last Duel should get more. Awards the Last con- Duel is by, in my opinion, is by far the superior movie, right? And it's not getting any attention at all because it stars a good, good Affleck. Because right, is that why? It, it, what are you talking? It, 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 you oh, that's it, why I like it. Uh, yeah, because- get out of here. 
Go away. Hey, by the way, the bad Affleck co-wrote the last duel. I know. And he, he wasn't so bad, right? He wasn't. Was he okay in the movie? He was fine. I, he was fine. Okay. He was supposed to actually be the lead. He was supposed to be the Adam Driver character, but he oh. had conflict in schedule. Thank God. So he took on a different role, a lesser role. Got it. Smaller role. I should now say. on HBO lesser. Max. There are no small roles, Greg. HBO Max now, Last Duel and House of Gucci. You said, is it even worth watching? You, you yeah. reviewed it on your YouTube. Okay, cool. Okay. Benedetta. I saw that. I loved it. You guys I, all love I, it. I remember you did not like that movie. Did not like it. Top five for me. Yeah. Uh, all right. And then. Don't Lost Daughter. The Lost Daughter. You guys hated Don't Look Up. I thought it was the same joke over and over again, but it worked. I just wish it was an hour and 45 minutes. Your buddy Eric Holmes gave it five stars. It's ridiculous. Nightmare Alley. Horrible. Horrible. Not horrible. I'd recommend it, but a misfire. Very enjoyable. I like that Nightmare Alley a lot. Uh, An hour in, I'm like, okay, I am so tired of looking at uh, uh, dripping wet muck and mire and the sets are beautiful, but I'm just tired of being in the back of this carnival uh, and and the the mud. I'm tired of it. And then they got out of there and I'm like, oh, this is ornate and beautiful and of the era. And I I can't believe that locations like that still, because they shot it on location and it looks like it's 1930. That's funny. I, w- I like the carnival stuff better than the city stuff. I got I tired was- of the carnival stuff. Oh, did you like Kate Blanchett starring in another movie? I love Kate Blanchett, but I, I loved her character. I, you know, she's got such range. She was amazing. And one of the reasons why I like Don't Look Up. And I, she was good in, in uh, uh, Nightmare Alley, but she was a little stiff, a little bit like. What you said you like Don't Look Up. I liked her in Don't Look Up. But Kate Blanchett. Like, but you didn't like the one joke movie. I, it was she the was same great. joke over yeah. and over again, but that joke was funny and good, and I, I, I laughed out loud numerous times. Oh, fair. But, I mean, the movie was just, they were having fun. They were having a good time. It was essentially like a very expensive SNL sketch that they got to <laughs> go out and produce. So you'd recommend it? Uh, yeah. Okay. If fair. you have particular political leanings and you're not going to be enraged by it, yeah. Okay, cool. Good. You know, everything's politicized these days. Yeah. Uh, and then the tragedy of Macbeth. Have you... Um, no, no, no. It's have just, you become too massive while watching this? It, it, no, Shakespeare and black and white. I mean, that's reserved to Orson Welles and uh, I, I'm not going to do that yet. So I'm going to have Ever? Are you going to ban? No, no, no. I'm not going to ban. I, it just seems like a very uh, art... art I, I don't know. With the words, Shakespeare... Was it a bare, big barrier of entry for you? Did you end up oh, loving it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I could not uh, access Get, this movie at all. At all. No, because yeah. of Shakespeare. Some things make me feel very smart. Like when I watched that movie, Unplanned. I, I, I listen to having watched Unplanned <laughs> right. for the for the film ball. Yeah, faith based, right? Yeah, faith based yeah, movie. Okay. And again, that and God's Not Dead. Like I, I watch these movies, I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, you know, there are people making movies that don't know how to do it, and I know how to make movies. It makes me feel like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. like aren't I smart? Look at me. And then I watch movies like uh, Macbeth, and it's just like uh, I, I just feel stupid throughout and i'm like i think i should be liking this but I'm, i don't and i'm not gonna lie and say that i like it and it feels like a this of- movie didn't have to be made at all and if joel cohen wanted to do a stage version of this like has been done in the past by uh what's his f over there with the old uh david cronenberg did with the fly like he did an opera of the fly and that was cool oh, like a live that. stage yeah. play like you have to go see it Maybe that's what Joel Cohen should have done here because there's not much cinematic going on with do, Tragedy Macbeth. Do you that's think my problem. People love this movie because it's directed by Joel Cohen and they have a lot of invested into the actors, Francis McDormand and Denzel Washington. Do you think they're giving it a pass or do you think it's really I a think great a lot movie of critics, can, okay. and, and this is arrogant of me to say, but I really do believe that there are a lot of critics who are like me with this movie and they aren't accessing it. They don't love it, but they feel like they're going to be exposed for. There are people out there. There are intellectuals out there that really appreciate and love. I think you have to be a, 
a fan of Macbeth too. I mean, you have to be a fan not only of of Willie Bill Shakespeare over there, Mister well, B.S. himself. Says, what if someone tells you, Anderson? I'm a, I'm a huge Coen Brothers fan. I know it's a Coen Brother movie. Yeah. Should I watch it? I, I guess I have to see it because I'm a fan. Or there's no correlation. I there. don't see a through line with the. No. Holy crap! That I don't. Sucks. I mean, it seems Holy like God. Joel Cohen. It seems like a project, a, a passion project for sure. And that woman, you're going to hear a lot about the woman who plays the uh, the witches and the crows. And yeah, she was great. I mean, she that she was the best part every time she was on the screen. But the rest of the movie, like, was just, it's it's a very fancy adaptation of a play that doesn't really take advantage of the fact that it's not stuck on the stage anymore. You know what I mean? Does that make sense? Makes sense. I like, so, yeah, makes he, a lot of sense. There was maybe collectively five minutes of actual cinema in here and the rest of it was just a play i'm definitely not gonna watch this movie for a while you know what a movie that so these are the movies that you've seen and uh so tragedy Macbeth definitely you're not recommending even though it's a good movie you've seen tick tick boom i love that movie yeah yeah remember remember richard kind's character uh, yeah, yeah like, he's, a, he's a critic and yeah, he's yeah, up yeah. there with Shohan yeah. Shohan 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 yeah. yeah. and uh, he's like I don't know what you're going I don't know what's happening with this right. it's a total mess yeah. Sondheim goes I think I couldn't disagree more I think it's amazing it's ahead of its time and then <laughs> Richard Kahn that's what I that, exactly exactly <laughs> I think a lot of critics are like that and I think that that's sure. what they were going after with the uh, tick tick boom especially with uh, with uh, Broadway plays I have a feeling that a lot of critics are really loving the power of the dog because every single critic has loved the power of the dog that's what I feel even though I love the power I gave it five stars it's my number one Look, it's year. a haunting movie the, you and can't... Drive My Car is my number one it's the number two oh, okay, it's so. three hours long <laughs> Oh, drive, you saw Drive My Car. I haven't yet. That's just my preconceived notion. And I'm oh. going to go in thinking that. And either I'm going to be proved right or I'm going to be pleasantly surprised. You know what? I'm going to get you a screener link so you can you can talk about it on, on TFV. You know, and maybe um, figure it out with Brian. Maybe three hours. I don't know if you have three. You and Brian have three hours. Baby, you can drive my car. That's through, that's, <laughs> that's like the theme throughout the entire. Yeah, that that right. that is. <laughs> that is that's my number. That's my number one movie. Really? So, yeah, because it has Asians in it. So I'm, I'm being. I'm being <laughs> my number two is Brian the Last Dragon. So. I have a controversial movie uh, involving Asians that uh, is going to be one of my picks. Oh, what I started to say. Son of a- <laughs> I speaking of loving, I love what you and Eric and Bruce are doing, and. Yes. First of all, lightens the load. I love what load. I'm doing, but Bruce and Eric are, are a little bit. <laughs> lightens the load for me a little bit over here, yeah, because yeah, I got you know a lot going on, and I do, I do, I have, I've taken a step back, Greg, and I've taken stock of you know my life and my yes, energies and what yeah, I'm doing. Yes. And a number one, got to be a good father and a husband, right? That, that's a number one. Uh, but also, like the things that I'm trying to get done um, aren't getting done. The creative things that I'm, I really want to make the next movie this year. That is the plan. And it's when a lot I'm, of stress, Anderson. When I'm spending so much time looking at other people's movies, like I do for cinematics and the film vault, uh, I'm I'm taken away from being able to make my my next one. Which so this is a huge help to me. It, it buys me a little bit more time for sure, monthly. Uh, and but mainly, what I love is it gives me another thing to listen to. So yeah. I oh, listen to you. you and Eric and Bruce, and I learn stuff, and it's great. I'm a huge fan of Bruce and Eric too because the albatross is my favorite animal. So, you know, so thank you, Bruce and Eric. I love you both. Love you both. Okay. They bring a totally different flavor yes, and vibe you. and uh, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun and it's, it's still cinematics. And it's got you right there at the center, but uh, it's it's and me at the center. From you're what at you... the center. You're the one who actually you're the creator of. You know what, listeners? Here's the thing. Anderson is out to make his 
own movies. He has a million podcast things to do. I love him. A million. One of my best friends. And one of the things is, you said this, you want Cinematic to be more than just a podcast five years ago. And the good thing with having Eric and Bruce on is it sort of branches out the whole family behind the yeah. pod. So it's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's, it's more like an idea. It's more like an idea. Like the Cinematics <laughs> is more like just, it's like its own yeah. universe. You know? It's own world. We went, we're going, we used to be rock in 2015 or maybe now pop. Now we're roll. No, now we're, uh, we're more like jazzy hands. We're, we're, oh, we're jazz, <laughs> jazzy hands. Are you talking Look, to Pendulette over there? Speaking, you love Pendulette. I know that, right? He so loves anyway, jazz. That's why I brought it up. Right. Also, by the way, this is today is January. Bad news, Greg. We're 15 minutes in. We haven't talked oh, about a movie. Okay, Sam, Chicken Sammy's. Okay, so January, 20, <laughs> January 21st, I wanted to say right now, Amazon Prime Video, it's currently streaming. I know you are a fan. I'm I'm not just putting, I, I was kidding about Steven Spielberg, but Asgar for Hadi, you have been banging on this drum. If I recall, because you were a fan back in the day of a separation. Yeah. And Every I, movie you see of his, like you get completely caught up with the story. I think you and I reviewed The Salesman when it when it came out in 2016. I remember us liking the movie, and but you have more than me actually have really praised his work. So, are you going to watch a hero when you have time on Prime Video when it comes out? Yeah, that's one of my picks. So I'm glad that you are stepping all over maybe my my biggest highlight. <laughs> Thank you, Greg, for doing that. No, yes, uh, that's probably that might be the, mo- the the most confident. Uh, um, recommendation i can give and it's readily available to those of you who have amazon prime because like greg said it's been playing in the theaters i think it had a little bit limited run just to make it oscar worthy this is iran's uh, official oscar uh uh submission yeah uh for for the academy awards this year and i always wondered and this is maybe offensive but since we're americans we meant we, we, we say iran right iran but then do i say is it patronizing if i say iran it's very tricky it's very, very tricky right. being a Westerner these days. Because yeah. if you're a Westerner, if you say Iran, that's well, the way to the say Well, here's the thing. It always comes up whenever I'm watching the Olympics. I'm like, we call these countries things that they don't call themselves. So why don't we call them what they call themselves? Like, we'll see. Like, yeah. I don't have any great examples. But well, is it France or is it France? Right? Does, do Russians call themselves Russians? I, I, I don't a even know. A lot of the time, like, they have, like, their own name, like... Deutschland. We don't call Germany Deutschland, but they yeah. call themselves Deutschland. <laughs> yeah, so why in the world do we just make up a name for these that's, different it's countries? Weird. It's weird, and it's like you said, it's tricky. But I, I let's go with Iran. But I like saying all Iran. that being said, Iran. I think we go with Persia. Per- oh, right, right, right. <laughs> Persian filmmaking. So, by the way, for a hero, they gave us some free gifts. The the whole marketing team, mm. Persian tea. I got Persian tea. Oh and yeah, some Persian Persian. Uh, Sweets and candies and everything and rock candy. You, you're, you're supposed to have the rock candy with your tea. You put the All rock right. candy in your mouth mm-hmm. and you drink the Persian tea because it. The, that sounds the, like a party. <laughs> that sounds like a party in your mouth. But a hero. We, I've seen it. Yeah, Excellent. Dustin Hoffman, right? Uh, uh, right. You're, you're mentioning l- listeners. This is a, a really nice pullback. That, I uh, love that movie, <laughs> the Dustin Hoffman you know, movie. I've been hero. actually thinking about this movie. It's it's directed by Stephen Frears, stars Andy Garcia. We're all Hoffman, over the place, but this is Andy worth McDowell. Yeah. And this is a movie. I think from 1990, 91, or 89. One of those years, maybe Gina 88. Davis. Yeah, Gina Davis. Yeah, so yeah, Gina Davis, not Andy McDowell. Very good, very good correction, Anderson. And that's a movie that bombed when it was released. And it's really interesting that Anderson says he, I he loves it. Saw it in the theater with my dad. I remember we were in Pittsburgh at the time, and. Uh, uh, we wow. both walked out of the theater really loving that movie. Okay, so that's hero. That's not a hero, which again is on Prime Video and it centers on this guy. Just look, here's the thing. Recently released from prison, 
from this time out, he's released from debtor's prison. So this prison. is the new hero by Oscar of, uh, Farhadi, uh, which you have seen. Yes, and this guy, I believe his name's Rahim, recently released from debtor's prison, actually on leave for about a couple of days. He's trying to clear his name, clear the debt. He owes like 70000 I don't know what the currency is. A lot he owes a lot, he owes a, lot, a, lot, a lot of money. And for some reason, his girlfriend finds gold, like some gold bars or gold trinkets, whatever, in, her pur- in a purse, mm. and it's left, and she finds it, and they realize... They could actually go to a pawnbroker or whatever or or a salesperson and then just sell it, make some money, and then change that money into actually helping alleviate his debt, which uh-huh. is, you know, you found it, finders keepers, right? Right. But this guy who's from debtor's prison, this guy Raheem, he decides, well, you know what? Let me just do the good thing, the right thing, and let me return all this gold and this purse and to, to the person who's, who's lost it. He does the right thing. And by doing the right thing, the rest of the movie deals with how sometimes no good no good deed goes unpunished. Mm-hmm. The fact that his act of kindness mm. is leads to a whole slew of lies, deceit, half-truths, and eventual truths. And what happens to... He is the aforementioned a hero. What happens to a hero when he or she, they try to do the right thing, mm. but ultimately, because of what happens, because of human nature and media... The media itself. Uh-huh. You mentioned Hero. I Hero by Stephen Frears is a, uh, an expose on, on media as well, yeah, right? And how this they movie. twist the truth and how you can't really trust it. Yeah. And a hero has a little bit of those elements as well. So really, Interesting. the only thing that I would not... Re- it, it's a little bit frustrating because you're watching this protagonist go through sort of a Job type of experience with his situation, and it's frustrating to watch. Mm. But it's a very interesting movie. So I really ended up loving a hero. Cool. So, That's great okay. to hear. Uh, I should also mention that uh, Asgar... Uh, the the, the filmmaker yeah. Farhadi, uh, he uh, I was his uh, chaperone point man, I guess, and it was really fun. I talked to him on the phone a little bit, I believe, and I talked to him a lot before Loveline, during Loveline, and after Loveline. Uh, I think it was a, at least one night, if not a couple nights, he was studying uh, the radio uh, talk show format uh, for research. I mean, this man is very, very thorough, and you get the sense that he's exceptionally bright. Uh, and uh, is really interested in the subjects of his story, and, and that should tell you something. When uh, you know he wanted to make a, a movie, he was writing a movie about Western radio show, and uh, he show. I don't know who put him in, in, in touch with uh, Loveline, but he came, and I was his boy man. Like I had to show him around, and I was already familiar with his work to an extent, so I was very, very uh, happy that that was happening. And he was so much fun to talk to, and just such a a. He was almost like a. Like a professor, just, so I, I have had a, a even softer spot spot in my heart uh, ever since that. That was a number of years ago, and he, I don't think he ever made that movie. But, anyways, really, really talented filmmaker. Um, wish there was more like him out there. I hope you guys cover it on TFE. So a hero, I, hope, I will I hope for it sure. Covered, I don't know if it'll be happening. Anyways, yes, yeah, this, this is the time of year where they're mounting. You know, there's like a tsunami of like you know quality films that are now all suddenly available. So, uh, yes, uh, a movie also, uh, that's coming out January 21st, Greg, ah, Munich, the edge of war. Oh, you're interested in that a little bit, just cause the story sounds somewhat interesting. This is, uh, and I'm not familiar with the director, uh, Christian Shawachow. There's no reason to, Shao be, because Shao. I don't think he's done stuff that we know about Yeah, a lot of these, uh, Directors, uh, a lot of the the, the the ones at the helm of these movies that are being released in January, the dumping ground, are, are first time directors. Yeah, and it's a Netflix movie. Oh, I didn't realize it. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all over there. It's currently on Netflix. So and this, I forgot the name of the George McKay or McKay, and he's he's a good actor. He was a, the lead in nineteen, well, one of the two leads in nineteen seventeen. 
very good actor. And Jeremy yeah. Irons uh, is also uh, in this. And the story is about two soon-to-be enemies meeting up on unbeknownst to them they're going to be enemies so the story tells you right before world war ii and uh so a british diplomat uh, travels to munich in their run-up of world war ii where a former classmate of his from oxford is also in route but he's working for the german government so actually this it's a story about that you you're you're 80 right they're class classmates former friends very very good friends they're trying to stop an impending war. Ah. Neville Chamberlain. Jeremy Irons is, plays Neville Cham- Chamberlain. I believe this is set in 1939. Neville Chamberlain is having a meeting with Adolf Hitler. He wants to... Oh, and actually, you're right. Because one of the guys, George McKay's character, he wants to he's, he's wants to broker the peace. He wants peace to happen. He, you know. But then the other guy, the, the, his German friend, he said, Dude, he wants to conquer the world. Yeah. You need to go to war now. Yeah. So this movie actually framed Munich, the edge of war. It, the one good thing about this movie, you know, is it shows Neville Chamberlain is, he was considered like this pol- pol- politician who's basically, he, he, he appeased. He was the era of appeasement. You know, which before, is ongoing today too. Was like the you, you got to be bipartisan, and like there's a lot of talk about that. And he didn't go down in history very well because Winston Churchill eventually was considered the hero, right? right? This you know, guy got, got buried. Yeah, his guy got buried, and and they don't like him because he's the one who appeased Hitler, right? But yeah. really, that era of appeasement, the edge of war, by being the edge of war is by having that peace treaty. It's not a spoiler, right? They actually signed some kind of peace treaty with uh-huh. Germany. It actually helped Britain prepare for war. So this movie posits the fact that Neville Chamberlain, maybe you should look at him yeah. Yeah, with a nicer uh, thing. Like, you know, he knew he was, maybe he knew that this peace treaty was just sort of a, uh, this impasse, and it was just sort of a delayed for the inevitable. So that's what this movie's all about. The movie Have actually seen it? is okay. Yeah. Oh, you've seen it. Yeah. It's a, that's why, yeah, it's a Munich the Edge of War. I've been watching way too many movies. It sounds like it. This I is should, great. Listen, I should be eating chicken sammies like right now and then also <laughs> putting my coins in the crypto. That's what I should be doing. But listeners, we love you. Oh, so that's what's Munich, going on with Munich you. The crypto's taking a bit of a crypto. nosedive, so Greg's got time on his hands. Yeah, he's depressed. He's trying to I'm he's so trying de- to like dive into movies to escape uh, your crypto. Uh, yeah, I'm so depressed. I'm eating meat again. So I'm, I'm excited for for, uh, for oh, meat and chicken Gregor. sammies. And, no, I'm fine with crypto. I, you know, I, I don't mind being poor. So um, Sammies. Sammies. Okay. Yeah. So that's Munich, the Edge of War. <laughs> I would give it a slight recommendation. It's, it's a solid enough movie on Netflix. But there's an, another movie to wrap up January 21st, Anderson. There's a movie. Have you ever seen a movie set in Bhutan? No. I don't even know. It. I knew Bhutan existed. I had a little bit of a. I had no. I have zero knowledge about Bhutan. Bhutan, the people, the culture, uh-huh. etc. There's a movie called Lunana, a yak in the classroom. It opens here in Los Angeles, January 21st today at the Lamley Royal, and hopefully it'll have a rollout. It's being released by Samuel Goldwyn. This is a five star film for me. It's a predictable movie. It centers on this Bhutanese young kid. Yeah, not young. He's in his early 20s. He has a mandatory teaching. He has to teach for five years. His final year as a teacher, he must complete it. Once he completes it, he, want, he wants to go to Australia and become a pop singer and, and follow a career in music. But the powers that be say, hey, you know what? You need to be a, a little bit more of a dedicated teacher. So we're not going to actually have you teach in some other some school in the city in Bhutan. We're going to send you, and you know, Bhutan, when you think of cities, you're thinking, no, it's not, it's not New York or Chicago. They're telling him, look, you're not going to teach in the city anymore. We're going to send you for a season out into Lunana, which is the most remote place on, probably on the planet, okay, in Bhutan. So essentially, this movie centers on how this 
Bhutanese teacher goes out in the middle of nowhere in Lunana and teaches up just a village, just simple like math and and how to read rudimentary stuff rudimentary stuff it's a beautiful movie it t- what's it called L- lunana a yak in the classroom there it's are didn't yaks. show up in any of my research that's amazing correct. that's amazing but anyways it's a beautiful film when and you know this because they gave you a screener list yeah, yeah, and told you it was yeah, coming and, out and, and, yes, they didn't tell anyone <laughs> they didn't, yeah. they didn't yeah. tell anyone else it's it was coming out because Eric also uh, hipped me to the fact that uh, a movie that he loved called Beyond the Infinite uh, Two Minutes, oh. which sounds very interesting, uh, is also being released on the t- on the twenty fifth, I guess. But I can't find any evidence oh. of this online. Beyond anywhere. the Infinite of Two Minutes is it called. Yeah, yeah. It's actually the, the uh, story of my love life, but that's. <laughs> but yeah, so I haven't seen that. I know Bruce Perky also loves that, but Lu- we all love Lu- Lunana, a yak in the classroom. You would love it. I think you would really dig this movie. I'm, and you would have the, the you would you could brag to your, to uh, to cinematics and TFB crew and after disaster. That. I'm not going to brag that, that, that you've you've actually seen a, a film from Bhutan and it's their first Oscar entry. It's a weird Oscar thing to submission. brag about. It's your first Oscars. Yeah, exactly. Oscar submission in 23 years. So I love this movie. Yeah. So. Yeah, see, value added. Are you value sure added. it's coming out? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my emails, which I, for, for some reason, I actually opened this email. But yeah, January 21st. Well, they're not telling IMDb yeah. that. Okay, they're well, not telling uh, inside, movie, movie Insider. insider. Well, they're movie, not telling them that. Movie Insider, F you guys. You know, I mean, we love you. No, five, it's not their years. fault. Yeah, they, yeah, you know, yeah, they, yeah, they, they got to be hip to the fact. I mean, there, this, first of all, this is the 2019 movie. It was at first uh, showed at the London Film Festival in uh, October of 2019, Greg. Well, you know, That's it's over two years ago, Greg. It's their fault because they don't like hold the dark chicken sandwiches so they they have no idea what's going on why is it hold a oh, hold doc <laughs> hold doc hold doc oh, not hold, hold the dark uh, yeah i'm gonna call it hold the dark doesn't hold the dark that oh, i hate to say movie. awful but that beautiful Jeremy movie yes. film where i not awful movie it's rare it's that brilliant. i see like I, i'm in love with the uh, director's work and then i see one movie and i'm like i can barely even remember their name anymore like they, they're dead to me oh come on it's, that's a great movie it's, it's underrated it's great it's, great. it's, great. it's, it's like it's like being engaged to a to a person and then finding out that their favorite filmmaker is steven spielberg <laughs> it's the same it's same kind of feeling just like betrayal almost. wow it's amazing very very good okay so maybe one of these days you'll you'll uh, go, go check out hold the dark hold and, the dark and appreciate it a little bit more it's kind of like a wind wind river along those same lines before know? i move on yeah. forever from beyond the infinite two minutes uh eric wanted me to uh, to shine a light on this okay uh and uh he's a. Uh, it, it's about a cafe owner who discovers that a tv in his cafe suddenly shows images from the future but only two minutes into the future and uh eric is telling me that it's got violence Vibes of um, uh, One Cut of the Dead, which was one of my favorites from uh, a couple years ago. Very clever. And uh, Wanta... Yamaguchi uh, is the director of this one. Uh, oh, Asian, familiar, so, yeah, definitely. With uh, you want to stick with the Asian theme, there, Greg? You want <laughs> yeah. it? I mean, I I'm can. gonna, I, I, you know, I'm gonna, can. I'm gonna be eating chicken sandwiches and watching uh, Shang Shang Chi on my Disney Plus on my phone. Beyond the Infinite Two Minutes. You even look this up on IMDb as well as the Yak movie, and neither None one of them will tell you about a release date being uh, January twenty twenty. You think we're making these movies up? No, I don't. Yeah. I just, I, it, it, it's, it's weird. It upsets me that uh, people don't fair. do their jobs. You know what I mean? Yeah, fair. If like if IMDb is not not hip to the fact, I don't know why I keep going back to this hip to the fact, or or if Movie Insider or the other outlets are, like, you got to let them know. Like IMDb knew for me, but with Movie Insider, I'm like, hey, there's a movie that you guys. We trust. But I was like months in. We've there. trusted them since 2015, Anderson. And it's not be their fault though. I mean, it, it's okay. the it's the distributor's fault. That's true. Who That's are true. the distributors of these movies? Because they're not getting the word out. Because they're. But if you want to uh, stick with the Asian theme, I, I'll. 
<laughs> beyond the infinite. I'll see your yak movie and raise, <laughs> and raise you me to, to a minutes. shot through the wall, Greg. Oh, shot through the wall. Oh, a shot through the wall. I saw that trailer. It looks not good. Ah, I don't look at trailers. <laughs> oh, you don't look at trailers. Okay. I love the idea of it, though. Okay. It's about yeah, a Chinese-American police officer whose uh, life unravels after he, he shoots a guy, an innocent black man, and then he's uh, he's got to face the trial. He wades through his guilt as uh, he navigates the, the complicated world of media, justice, Racial politics and his own mortality. This is uh, directed by Amy Long. She spells her name with uh, the A I M E E. She also wrote this, and I just I like the twist of uh, you know racial injustice and innocent uh, uh, oppression and all that, but through the guise of this time a Chinese uh, police officer. So that yeah. kind of uh, throws a wrinkle into things. And the trailer looks January. Yeah, January. The trailer looks January, and the, you know the, the idea of seeing a guy who looks like me for ninety minutes—not appealing. So You're not Chinese. Me, uh, yeah. You're well, not I mean, Chinese. I, I look, I have a little bit. You know. You know, I'm going to China. Yeah, soon, right? October. High road to China. What? It's not a high road to China. I'm just going to China. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, that's a Tom Selleck reference with Bess Armstrong movie from 1982 or 83. That's good. That's high nice road to China. I'm glad you brought that to the program. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're really going there. We're really going there. Which, going there. which I've city? had friends who have told me you're, that uh, you, oh, you're going to Shanghai. Please change your ticket. Is there any way you can change it? I mean, just uh, it's non-refundable. Don't worry about it. Just let the money go. Do not go to Shanghai. And then I've talked to people who are like, oh my god, I, you're going to love Shanghai. I, I have been there a number of times and it's great. Why so, do you choose that over Beijing or? Uh, we're going to Beijing too. I, oh, we're gonna okay. be over there for like ten days. Ten days. I'm gonna come back fluent. Oh, fluent. Mandarin. Isn't ten days too uh, too short? Maybe uh, 15, 20 days. I don't know. Maybe we'll go back. Hey, look, it's, it's, right. it's a trip that's being subsidized by the Chinese government. Uh, they're they're like paying for uh, two thirds of it. It seems. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it was it was a deal that we could not refuse, and uh, I'm very excited for the experience. It's coming uh, up in October. Should be interesting. Yeah. Should and be, um. That's hmm. that's a good deal. I don't know how you guys got that, but it's a nice deal. Well, uh, my wife th- is always all over like travel zoo. Oh, travel. Okay, eighty percent, right? Pretty much subsidized. So it's it's about eight. It seems like it's eighty percent. They're so hard up for you know. It makes sense. We're in the middle of a, a plague that may or may not come from China, and also uh, we're always on the precipice of war with China. You know? Yeah, I mean? that's true. Yeah. yeah, but who knows? You may, you may really love it. So should I, be I good. Might dig should, it, yeah. be, should be good. So January twenty eighth. What are the movies that you're you're excited for? I know it's not Cyrano Anderson. Cyrano. It's right there in the title. I mean, it's got no right in the title. Yeah. I, I just can can I say this though mm-hmm. on, on the thing, Anderson called me last week and he said, "Greg, you know the Woody Allen movie Rifkin's <laughs> Festival is coming out January twenty eighth. I don't have a contact, yeah. and I really love please. him. Don't say please. I was I was, after, I was, I was like Frank the Machine. Yeah, yeah, Frank the Machine. <laughs> after you said, Greg, after watching that HBO Max special on Woody Allen, I've been so excited to see this. I could have been called Thumb Sucker, <laughs> yes. but he's not sucking his own thumb." <laughs> right. I can't remember if she I think he was having her suck his time. Either way, it's all really gross and and, and 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 icky. And I don't know where I don't know where to stand on it'd be a real problem if I thought everything that Woody Allen did was genius, but I don't, so I'm fine. What about with what, what about separate the art from the artist? That's why Roman Polanski I, I don't mind watching Roman Polanski movies because they're they're genius in their mm-hmm. storytelling. Is there something wrong with celebrating? I'm just you know, devil's advocate. You know, just not, nothing. I feel like there's a lot of artists out there that I don't have to like. It's like people say, well, Chris Brown, he's such a good dancer. I'm like, there, there's other dancers. That's a good point. You That's a good I mean? rebut. That's a good rebut on that. Yeah, there's other filmmakers other than. But Polanski. this is easy for me to say because I'm not like a diehard Woody Allen guy. You know, I well, like. You're not a diehard Polanski guy. Not a diehard Polanski guy. Yeah, but you'll watch Chinatown, but that's a standalone kind of experience or yeah. something like that. Okay. And I, yeah. and I give, I, I think more of that is more of a town film, a town I, film. Speaking of which, I think he did a, a version of Macbeth years ago. Oh, I can't wait to not see it. <laughs> yes. It's exciting. <laughs> yeah. That's, this is exciting. Yeah. So, okay. 
All right, so no, no on Rifkin's I, festival. I so far have not been challenged with this uh, dilemma, which I can see, and I feel for you. I'm, I mean, I'm uh, flipping. Woody Allen was my guy, around, but yeah, he and, was my Stanley Kubrick. To be honest, I, yeah. I have not had to deal with uh, that. Now it's just a matter of time. I mean, they, they're probably going to dig something up on old Stan. I joke. Right. I joke. Stan, Stan's done. He's gone, and uh, no one's going to uh, uh, desecrate his grave. Yeah, he's no, good no. to go. He's good to go. Yeah, so but, I dodge, dodge a bullet, but I have not had to deal with this, and it's a, it's a real thing. Subconsciously, I haven't seen a Woody Allen film for the last maybe five six years, just because I, I say I support him, but I haven't really supported his, his last several films. Maybe it's subconscious that because of all the that alleged stuff, I haven't seen the documentary, and he was a hero of mine, and I've interviewed him over the years. And I'm leery too of the documentary. I watched it all; it was not enjoyable, and I had some misgivings about watching it because it was so one sided. But uh, you know. It, in in going off of just the documentary, you're just foregoing our own justice system, which I know has its own uh, share of problems. But I mean, he has not been convicted of anything. So are we just saying, yeah, uh, who cares about our own justice system? Uh, I'm giving uh, everything over to the, the, the filmmakers now. Filmmakers get to make the decisions on how I... Uh, interpret reality. I I don't know. I don't know. It's all very complicated. Well, all, well, Rifkin's festival. It opens January twenty eighth. Stars Wallace Shawn, Gina Gershon, and Woody Allen's in the movie as well. So if you're interested, it's out there. But what are the movies that you are interested in as far as January twenty eighth? I think I know what movie you're gonna pick. You think so? I yeah. got one. Uh, it's yeah. Let's hear it. I actually only have one left. Look oh, at that. I was gonna I was gonna point out to the fact that if you, if your parents out there, or if you, even if you're a uh, a little younger and you grew up loving the Ice Age movies. There's a new Ice Age uh, movie being released on Disney Plus January 28th. The Ice Age Adventures of Buck Wild. Buck Wild. Buck Wild. Wasn't the name of like a crazy reality star way back in like the early I, I, 2000s? I'm trying to think. Um, yeah. It, Buck it Wild. Sounds, I, it sounds uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. you wore like trucker hats or something? I remember the name Buck Wild. I'm trying to put a name to the face or a face to the name. Anyway, Speaking so that's which, available on Disney+. Plus. We mentioned Roman Polanski. Yeah. Did you ever see The Pianist? Penis. With, oh, yeah. Uh, so with, Adrian with Adrian Brody. Brody. Yeah, are you an Adrian yeah, Brody Yeah, here we are. I, okay, that, we're laying in there. Yeah. You okay with Adrian Brody? Yeah, I, it's kind of, I, I think that he probably hates Adam Driver a lot. Oh, very funny because they're the same kind of wheelhouse. I, I feel like yeah, Adam Driver guys. kind of took his okay. uh, all of his roles. That's a great point. What happened, Adrian Brody? You know what happened? Adam Driver happened. Oh, you, know, you, you love how dare you? You love Succession. You, you like him, and he was you. You like Peaky Blinders. He's got like one 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 he's episode. Good. He's good. He's in one episode though, but, right? Yeah, but Peaky Blinders, a walking had, talking. Peaky Blinders. He had that whole. Arc. I have not got back to Peaky, Peaky Blinders. I watched all of season one. I think, oh, okay, and I yeah, still but, haven't. Okay. And I haven't watched any more of the Taboo either. Oh, okay. I haven't seen Tom, Tom, Hardy. Tom Hardy. Right, right. No, but clean. Watched all of season one. Adrian Blo- Brody, he plays a guy. He's a garbage man. Yeah. But he's... Uh, he's um, they call him clean, too, which is a little bit on the nose. Uh, yeah, he is. He's yeah, a clean... He's a guy, he's a guy that cleans things up. Yeah, he cleans things clean. up. And he's a garbage man, but he has an addiction to killing. Mm-hmm. Killing people. Yeah. That's his main addiction. He digs it. And he goes to uh, these self-help these groups, like these... Uh, what are these AA groups where they talk about their own addictions and all that stuff and mm. he's trying to make his life a little bit better but and he's, sounds, try, he's trying to make a difference in his life Yeah. and the first half of the movie is a character drama about him trying to be oh you've honest. seen it yeah oh you've uh, seen it good but he's on a redemptive path I love path, you Greg I love it, you but it's, thank you and the second half is, <laughs> is him doing uh, John Wick it's him doing John Wick. Oh, uh, him just like kind of going ah this isn't working for me let's do it and he, he doesn't use guns he uses yeah. hammer yeah he, oh, he geez, kills people Christ. with hammers. So it's an interesting movie. Big fan of old boy. 
Yeah, right. Very good. Which point. side of the hammer? He does the claw first or head first? I think the head first. I think he's uh, a head first. He's I think he's a head guy. But hammer, huh? But they movie, got him with a gun on the poster. The movie is good. The movie. Oh, really? The movie is very, very good. I enjoyed it. I interviewed the filmmaker recently, and that interview with the filmmaker, his name is Paul Solit. I was yeah. actually going to call him Soleil, but he <laughs> actually corrected the publicist before the interview and said actually Solit. So his name is Paul Solit. I interviewed him. It will be on our feed next week. Yeah. I, so I he's recommend made clean. a number of narratives in the past, and they're Brody. all oh no, solid, solid, yeah, yeah. Bullethead, I liked. Uh, I've not seen With any the of his narratives, uh, yeah. but uh, I see what the ratings are, which isn't always fair. And I, I know that you know, I, I have a, a movie of myself that's on IMDb that has a, a just a very awful rating. So you know, and I I think the movie's decent. So uh, there are movies that I really like that get really bad ratings, especially when they're smaller. Uh, so I'm not going to hold it against them. But what I am going to hold. For him, in his favor, is a documentary that he made, which is called Tread, which was one of my favorites. I absolutely love oh, Tread. Oh, really? Okay. Which was a true life. Obviously, it's a documentary, but the subject was that guy that uh, created his own tank and uh, kind of went on a rampage a few years ago. I think you've you've talked about this. It's before. a great documentary. The way that it's constructed and the way that it all plays out and the voiceover and it's just really, really well done. I should have. Had, I, I wish I had that knowledge. So that's why I, I didn't that ask him and about Adrian that. Brody. Adrian Brody. You know what? He he's. It's almost like there's something happened other than Adam Driver. Like, why is he not? Because he won an Oscar, right? I think he's been doing a lot of movies like Clean, where he actually he he actually does. Wasn't a Tony K movie that I saw that didn't really hit with hit you? for me. Okay, well maybe he's just really experimental. And yeah. oh, by the way, he does his own music in Clean. Yeah, he who, does, who does it? Adrian Brody does his own music. He does a score, hmm. and it's good. So it seems sounds a little bit like Hacksaw Ridge, like the like the first half. Oh, it sounds like dramatic Barry. If if we're if you've yeah, seen Barry yeah, at all, with yeah, 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 Bill Hader, yeah, La Barry, yeah. But that's comedic. But it's this one's a, 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 a darker, darker, yeah, darker version. But it's like Hacksaw Ridge, and we're like, you know, it's a, it, it, that was uh, speaking of like you know separating the artist from the, uh, the right, from the art. Movie. Very good movie. But uh, uh, guy who doesn't want violence, there? Andrew Garfield, Mel, Mel Gibson. Yeah, like you could tell him I, I, as a filmmaker while watching Hacksaw Ridge, like he was trying his best to stay, you know, keep it like you know on the up and up and like redeem himself, and then like. At that one part where like the 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 war begins, he's just like you could almost see him breaking free. You could almost see Mel Gibson going, just like, and that's what makes the movie awesome. And then because the, the war movie, scenes are awesome. Yes. The war scenes are great. The war scene, I mean, it it opens up with like gunshot from behind the guy's head through his dead mouth. It's like, and it's just Mel's like, oh, I tried, guys, I tried, fellas, but I just gonna do it. <laughs> we love we are, we love Mel Gibson, right? His do movies, we? At least, well, his movies. Can we separate his movies? You know, yeah. so we 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 do like him so yeah so that is i'm so glad i'm gonna go see tread i'm gonna go see tread but yes clean i think it's netflix it was really good i really like that tread Tread was fantastic tread okay man the man was just hell-bent on hate and anger Uh, okay (laughs) he hated all of his neighbors so much there's something cathartic about it and very sad and uh scary okay all right all right so directed by paul solid clean with adrian brody they both also co-wrote the film together and also i don't know if you like white boy rick it stars Richie Merritt. It's his first film since White Boy Rick from mm. uh, several years back. So, very saw, good. That, saw that one in the theater. And, uh, it's, eh, on, the, on that. And my White Boy Rick. Okay. Uh, finally, my final thing that I have to say here, Greg, and then I'll turn it over to you, and you can put the, uh, the episode to bed. But that's uh, if you're a giant fan of those Beatles over there, uh, they're, they're a pop band. Uh, you may have heard of them. Uh, the, they had a movie come out uh, earlier this year on Disney Plus. Right. Uh, get back last year, I should right. say. Late last year. Get, get back. A uh, seven hour monstrosity of them sitting around plucking guitars mm-hmm. uh, had its ups and downs so I, well, 
If you like that, uh, it's playing one night only, January 30th. Or maybe you haven't seen it yet and you want to do it proper proper fashion. It's playing in IMAX, one night only, January 30th. Uh, so look for your local uh, listings. Uh, and if you would like to sit at an IMAX theater and watch your boys, uh, the, the Beatles create, let it be, and uh, parts of Abbey Road, uh, January 30th, uh, IMAX. All right. That's Paul, it. Uh, Peter Jackson's IMAX. Chicken... Hey. Chicken Sammies and crypto. Sammies. That, hey. that can we? Can we yeah, cinematics. Ch- chicken Sammies and cryptos. CC the triple C. I love what you guys triple are doing. Uh, for whatever reason, Eric <laughs> is uh, outdoing himself and donating bone marrow, which yes. uh, is, uh, yeah. is a big deal. They take They're it very, from your spine. I oh, believe really? they I tap no into your spine, okay. like like your uh, maple tree, and they. Oh, that's how they get it out. It'll take him a while to recoup, you know. But put a little sure spigot on there, and, uh, wow. but yeah, hopefully uh, he recovers well and he does okay. Uh, I'll, I'll be talking to him this weekend. But uh, you and Bruce and, and Eric have been doing a bang up job, and I love it. And it, it's very entertaining. I, I have it at top of my list to listen to. Oh, very cool! Because I don't be. listen to this garbage. What uh, you and I do here, <laughs> right? Right. Too much me. Too much. Too Way much. Too much me. Too much. Uh, too much us. Too, too much, much Sammy. Us. Too much, Sammy. All yeah. right, guys. Thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, Patreon. Anything about Patreon? Yeah, so excited. 1952. 1952. Yeah. And, uh, I almost cheated. I'm going to be honest with you, Greg. When I when it landed on 52, I'm like, <laughs> do I just push the, the, little, the little random number generator again? Greg would not be the wiser. But I had to be honest. 1952 I'm is where glad. it landed. Uh, so we still have, here are the years that we still have to do. 52. We got 42, 43, 45, ooh, 46, ooh. 58. 66, 67, 68, 70, 74, 75, 77, 84, 85, and 89. These are all movie uh, years that we will be covering. Uh, we just scratch the surface, but still, yeah, we spend some time yeah, taking yeah, a, we do spoilers. a long, hard look. The movies that uh, yeah. top top 10 grossing movies of the year. They have people that were born that year. Yeah. Oscars. Oscars, yeah. We do uh, two movies. Well, one, uh, first half, we just talk about the movie. Second half, your, your hands look very young. Yeah, it's just... Are you a hand model? Oil of Olay. Very young hand. I spell Olay, O-L-E. So. And then the second half of those uh, Patreon-only episodes, we we talk about all the spoilers. and uh, it's, it's a good time. It's a fun good time. time. Yeah. Thank you guys for supporting us, and we will see you in a month. Talk to you soon. Bye.